Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Boo! Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh. That's Chuck. We're all together now. Yeah, the Stuff You Should Know nation as one together. This is a special time. It is. I like it. Chuck, um, you ever been scared, like really, truly, like about to lose your life scared? No, thankfully. But you know who has? Yes, I do. On multiple occasions, our producer, Jerry, has uh, been scared to the point like she was in an elevator once that started to fall. No, no, no. I think you should uh, create. You should describe that a little further, a little better. This is the uh, in Atlanta. That is an outdoor elevator made of glass. Right. You see everything and what you're 500, 700 stories up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And go ahead, Chuck. Well, and the elevator was dropping and it caught, so she thought she was going to die. Then she's been held up at gunpoint, uh, which was scared her to death, and. She uh, was in a storm in a boat one time where she feared for her life. So Jerry she's, has she's had a rough quite go a light. And yeah. she has to deal with us every week. So, But at least she's been to the Bahamas before. Yeah, true. Assuming she made it. So I haven't, but Jerry, is. she teeters on the edge of death constantly. Yeah. So, you know, I can tell you that um, while Jerry was, she's cool as a cucumber, by the way, to, to everybody who, who hasn't met her. Right. Um, but I can tell you she was still... There were some things going on with her physiologically, whether she liked it or not, right? Right. Specifically, she was under the iron fist of one of our favorite things in uh, human physiology. Fight or flight. It's our favorite thing. Chuck, give a brief overview of fight or flight. I know we've talked about it before, but sometimes we have latecomers, you know? Well, it's you know, it's a physical reaction your body goes through. Your adrenaline surges... Uh, Pupils dilate, breathing fast. Uh, chemicals. <laughs> that was a haiku. That was a haiku right there. It was. Almost. Holy cow, you're good. Uh, adrenaline, like I said, pumping through your veins, and all of a sudden it's a, literally a physical chemical reaction in your body. What happens, though, is the threat leaves and things calm down, um, usually, ideally. Well, what, one, of the, one of the ways that all these uh, reactions start happening is through adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It acts on things like your myocardial tissue, your heart tissue, yeah. uh, and basically says, work faster, work harder. Right. Uh, it makes your veins constrict to maximize blood flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically, adrenaline is flowing throughout your body, and it's just got you really jacked up, really keyed up. So yeah. you're either going to run or fight, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as you said. The thing is, is there is a conception um, among most lay people that you could conceivably, if this happened to you, uh, in, in a sudden enough fashion, you could conceivably be scared to death. Right. Scared to death. Not scared half to death. And as, just as a sidebar, let me say, that makes no sense whatsoever. Scared half to death. And I researched to find the background on that, and I couldn't find any, but you can't be half dead. Clearly, it's you're alive or you're dead. You're dedicated to your craft and apparently see everything in black and white. So kudos to you. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, basically what we're, what we're talking about is called sudden death. Right. Can you be scared to death? Right. Um, sudden death is basically, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to have to do with just fear only. It could be panic or right. um, actually relief, too. You could you can conceivably uh, experience such a sense of relief that you're, you could have organ failure. Right. Usually sudden death, What the, the, the definition of it is uh, where basically somebody who is otherwise healthy just drops dead. Most of the time it has to do with uh, heart. Yeah. Cardiac arrest or, or um, some sort of infarction, right? Right. Um, and this is not supposed to happen. 
is the weird thing. I mean, well, to you or I, it, it makes sense. You know, like you get scared, you die. Right. Um, medical science doesn't generally take too much for granted. Mm-hmm. It likes to say, well, yeah, okay, this this is related to this, but what are the points in between, right? Right. And there's actually an emerging field. It's called neurocardiology. Have you heard about this? I have not. There is a guy, and his name is Dr. Martin Samuels. Yes. And he is often called the death doctor. Yeah. And he is this leading proponent of neurocardiology. He's kind of the father of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, from what I gather, he doesn't do too much research because the problem is this is a this could very easily become an unethical field. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to perform a study and say, all right, we're going to scare you really badly. Yeah. And if you're still alive afterward, we're going to make some notes on that. Right. And uh, if not, then thank you for your time, and here's your $25. And even more to uh, Dr. Samuel's credit, he refuses to um, test on animals for ethical reasons. <laughs> so basically, he's just having to collect anecdotal evidence. Whenever he can get his hand on a heart um, from somebody who's experienced sudden death, he likes to do that, I'm quite sure. Who doesn't? And one of the things that uh, he's found, and, and this is actually a well-known um, uh, symptom of uh, stress, uh, and that is um, contraction bands along the heart. School me. Um, they look like little red stripes. Okay. And basically what it is is the adrenaline come in in such a concentrated form or in such an amount uh, because of this huge fear response or whatever, um, that it's just destroyed cells. It's just blown them out. Wow. And so you've got lesions formed along your heart tissue. Mm-hmm. Not good to have. No. And actually, um, unsurprisingly, uh, this has shown up in cocaine users as well. Right. Um, so you can have, you can, you can, uh, create contraction bands along your heart from uh-huh. drug abuse or from being scared. The right. thing is, it's like when you come out of it, you, you're not like, oh, my heart hurts, you know? Right. Like you can't tell. And apparently, if this happens enough over time, the heart becomes weak and stops functioning properly. Interesting. It is interesting, That's isn't good stuff. it? stuff. And there's actually, um, there, th- again, we should say, uh, neurocardiology is uh, something of an emerging field. Right. Um, so they're still trying to get as much proof as they can. Right. I found another unrelated study that found that um, the prevalence of uh, contraction bands mm-hmm. in um, accident victims, the the uh, the degree and the severity of contraction bands actually uh, increases the longer time the longer the time between the accident and between death goes by. Okay. So your heart's just pumping. Right, right. And your adrenaline's flowing, but then you die. Sure. So if you just die immediately, you don't your 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 body doesn't have the time to release that adrenaline, create contraction bands. So there's a clear link between adrenaline and contraction bands. And we do know that something like fear can release adrenaline, right? Yeah. Uh you know, like you were saying earlier with this doctor, it's you can't ethically perform a test like this. No. But what you can do is you can look at statistics and things like that over time. And a couple of people have done this. The one, the one I like, they call it the Baskerville effect from mm-hmm. the uh, famous Hound of Baskervilles, Sir Arthur, um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes, who wow. was a physician himself. What a mouthful. Uh, he was. And in the Hound of Baskervilles, uh, one of the, the main characters has a heart attack. Uh, because they were scared by a ghostly dog that haunted the area. So I've always, I read that many, many years ago. I've always been, ghostly dog? It's not that scary. Eh. Ghost person? Scary. Eh. Yeah. Dog, scary. Ghost dog, not scary. Agreed. So, uh, one, the one I liked was, uh, China and, uh, China and Japan, actually, the number four 
is supposed to be unlucky. Yeah, we've talked about that before. We have indeed. In our terrible, terrible Friday the 13th podcast. <laughs> You're being harsh. Um, and apparently in, in, in China and Japan, the number four is unlucky because its pronunciation is similar to the word for death, first of all. Right. And so what they did was they studied uh, some data over the course of... Pretty expansive data. Yeah, 25 years. And they looked at the death certificates of about 200,000 Chinese and Japanese people over that period. And then they had a control group of 47 million uh, white folks. Yeah. Like you and I. Sure. And what they found was the mortality was indeed higher for the fourth of the month compared to the white control group in China and Japan. Yeah, people with uh, chronic heart disease, um, they saw a 13% increase yeah. in deaths on the fourth of any given month. Yep. Um, and for people who were in the hospital with, with heart problems, mm-hmm. there was a 47% increase compared to um, any the white con- control group yeah, on the fourth of the month. You can't dismiss that. Is that is interesting. So you, you obviously... Uh, as we covered in that terrible Friday the 13th podcast, <laughs> um, we, we, we said that, you know, there's not a lot to it, but that doesn't mean there's no fear associated with it, right? Right, right. So it's entirely possible that, you know, these people are, are already suffering from heart problems. Right. But, you know, the fourth of the month rolls around, they're a little more jacked up. They're so looking at that calendar, you know. They're, they're, yeah, they're, there's, they're just a little more vulnerable than other days of the month. So right. it would be kind of, um, self-initiated. And Chuck, I know you're hot and heavy for another study about sudden death, aren't you? Yeah, th- there's a good one. Um, remember the the earthquake in 1994 in Northridge in, in Southern California? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. 6.7 on the Richter scale. Was it? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Good for you. On a normal day in L.A., there's about five sudden deaths, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Northridge earthquake hit, there were 24 sudden deaths that day. Big spike. That is a huge spike. Almost five times. And a few of these, they link to physical exertion, so you can throw those out. But most of these were actually attributed to the, the you know, tremendous fright caused by the earthquake. Right. And the average age was a little bit high, 68 years old, mm-hmm. but only 42% of these uh, people had any kind of heart disease previously in the past. So that was genuine sudden death, even though they were a little bit on the old side. Right, yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, Again, substantial. Again, a pretty clear link, right? But, of course, uh, correlation is not causation. True. And so uh, neurocardiologists like Dr. Martin are going to keep looking into it. Um, and actually, one other thing. All of this is based on something called voodoo death. Have you heard about that? I have. Walter You're, Cannon? Yeah. In 1942, he uh, he wrote a paper. Um, and basically, he, he, he said that there was a lot more prevalence of sudden death in places where voodoo was practiced. Right. And he went on to postulate that this was because people uh, believed in voodoo and, and, and um, that kind of mysticism so much that when they were led to believe that they had just been hexed uh, or should be dead under voodoo practices, sure. um, they actually did die. Right. Um, in some cases, they, they died because they wouldn't drink food or water because they thought it was poisoned by voodoo. Right, right. So they died of, of that. But some of them also died of sudden death as well. And that's actually the basis of all of this. The Hound of the Baskervilles, sure. But really, uh, as far as medical science goes, um, it was Cannon who first really started looking at sudden death. And it continues today. And it still will continue because we like to know why we die so right. we can try to stop it. And Cannon was a Harvard physiologist, so he's, he wasn't some fly-by-night uh, crackpot. No, 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 he was definitely one worth listening to. There was another thing I wanted to talk about, too, while <laughs> oh, I have okay. you here. Yes, sure. Which is, uh, have you ever heard of someone 
supposedly their hair turning white overnight because of fear? Sure, I have heard that. Not quite true. No. That's a bit of an urban myth from what I could tell. The, just just send it to us, Chuck. We, we both did some research here, and uh, apparently fear and stress and that kind of emotion can cause your hair to turn white, but there's no way it could happen overnight. It, it, it would cause a change in metabolic function, I think, um, that, right. that could turn your hair a different color. True. Or make it lose its color, right? Yeah. Okay. But there is a way it can turn gray um, seemingly overnight. But it's not from from fear. What it, that's called is diffuse alopecia areata. It's like selective hair loss, right? Yeah, basically, that's uh, sudden hair loss, um, which can happen overnight. But um, the biochemistry of alopecia isn't that well understood. So if you have a mix of dark and gray hair or white hair, the uncolored hair is less likely to fall out. So theoretically, you could wake up with a lot less hair, and the only hair that sticks around is white. So it's a bad morning. Yeah, but it's that's not quite the same thing as being scared, scared white. Right. Also, even if uh, if it could change your hair color, which we're not entirely certain it could, mm-hmm. it, it it would only do it from the scalp down. Everything that is out of your head, like your fingernails, your um, well, not fingernails. If you have fingernails growing out of your head, you have much bigger right. problems than your hair being white. But um, anything that's coming off of your body, fingernails, um, your uh-huh. hair, that those are dead cells. Right, it's dead. So there's no change that could could um, take place aside from maybe a flow bee going over them. Right. What do you mean scalp down now? The scalp toward your skull. Okay. Gotcha. Under the skin. Gotcha. Subdermal. Gotcha. Yeah. Head of a cat. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this entire podcast is based on one of my favorite articles on the site right now. It's called Can You Really Scare Someone to Death? It was written by our esteemed colleague Molly Edmonds. Malls. Who not only uh, has uh, this article to be proud of, she and another colleague of ours who we love very much, Kristen Conger, just launched their own podcast. They it's did. called Stuff Mom Never Told You. Mm-hmm. You can find that on iTunes alongside ours and a bunch of other How Stuff Works uh, podcasts. Um, at our homepage on iTunes, you can just type in "how stuff works" as one word into right. the iTunes search bar at we the have store. A little room, and you can also type all sorts of cool things into the search bar at howstuffworks.com, including "can you really scare someone to death?" But now, Josh, it's still not over. There's no. more goodness in the form you, of you. People aren't going anywhere. It's listener mail time. Listener mail. So, listener mail. I've got quite a few today. These are things that we titled "stuff we should know," not necessarily corrections. Although some are, uh, we did the podcast on comas, which yes. we got a lot of good response from. Yeah, we were kind of worried about that, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, we didn't want to treat it lightly, and we actually had people who had family members in comas, and they thought we were respectful. Which to it, went so. a really long way to that was huge, actually. Uh, but in that podcast, we mentioned the film *Diving Bell and Butterfly*, mm-hmm. and I had seen the movie, and I said something about um, the main character was was able to. Uh, I think I said he used to, be. Yeah, that he used a computer. And looked at the keys of the computer to write his uh, memoir. Yeah, not true at all. No. <laughs> what he what he did was he blinked the letters to uh, someone who who transcribed this book for him. Yes. And it was a really, basically the, the main part of the film. Yeah. And I can't explain why I didn't remember that. So it's okay. Brain freeze. You've been all eating apologies. ice cream for a while. So we need to thank uh, Kendra Walpi of Philadelphia and uh, Tita of Montreal, Canada. I especially would like to thank whoever sent the. Um, computer device in quotes which apparently we called it right. and then sent us the wikipedia link um which you know right great thank you and uh, jesse aiden of uh, uh vienna austria sent that in sweet so another quickie hypoallergenic cats 
Yes. Uh, Josh, you goofed up and said that created a new species. Not yes. true. Not true. It's no. not a new species. Uh, it was a new breed. Mm-hmm. And we got quite a few people. Philip Fast, Scott Rudick, Matt Weaboo of Boston, J. Scott Brunig, who is from Princeton University, <laughs> Jamie Vanderrat of uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, and actually put this in the form of a haiku, which is, ain't speciation because they can interbreed. Still, I learned a lot. Beautiful. And we love our haikus. Nice. Uh, and oh, I'm sorry, a quick one just came in before you recorded. Kishore Velodi. Okay. Thanks to all and of Two you. more quickies. Oh, yeah? I'm sorry, one more quickie. Okay. Uh, yeast is a fungus from our Moonshine podcast. I think you said something about so yeast being a plant. a plant. And all of our bio- biology friends said, no, it's a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wes Sivak, Brian Ray, Sam S., and John Souter uh, told us all that it was, in fact, a fungus. Fantastic. Amongus. Thank you to all of you. Um, we'll, we'll try to, you know, not screw up quite as much. But if not, what would you have to write to us about? So True. keep them coming, right? Yes. Keep us uh, diligent. And uh, if you want to learn a little more about Friday the 13th, Right? Mm-hmm. Other superstitions. Urban legends. We've got a great article on that. Right. There's a lot more in the Friday the 13th article, though. Yes. Yeah, there is. Um, you just go on to our uh, handy search bar, start randomly typing letters, or you could make a more specific search and type in Friday the 13th or urban legend, something sure. like that. Uh, and you can do that at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?